0: Good morning and welcome to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. Hope wherever you are, wherever you're listening or wherever you're watching, you are having a wonderful start to your day. It's been a tale of two teams This year for the Memphis Grizzlies, and it certainly has been both the best of times and worst of times. But for the Memphis Grizzlies, they want the best of times to be the consistent theme moving forward, and those best of times certainly continue to show up when the Grizzlies need it the most against the NBA's best. A big win over the Utah Jazz. Reviewing that win, Jaws' great performance and Jaren's heroics, plus much more here on the Locto Grizzlies podcast. Let's get it going. Grizzlies, your daily Memphis Grizzlies podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome one and all to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast. My name is Sean Coleman. You can find me at SAC on Twitter. I'm a credentialed media member with the Grizzlies, have been covering the team now for four years, your host here at Locked on Grizzlies, your Grizzlies every single day. Of course, you can find the show at Locked on Grizz wherever, on Twitter. You can also find the podcast free on all platforms. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the Odyssey app. Wherever you choose to listen, that's where we'll be. Also here on YouTube, hit that subscribe button below. Let's our listeners, you know, let's other listeners who want to be able to find the show be able to find it. Let's us know you enjoy the show. Just makes the experience as great as it can be for everyone involved. Want to thank you for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. Whether you're a new listener, welcome, by the way, or you've been someone that's been with us for along for the ride. Thank you so much for your support. But after making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, check out the Locked On NBA podcast. All the latest news, what's the fallout from the LeBron James and Isaiah Stewart fracas, for lack of a better way of putting it, from the other night, that and much more of the Locked On NBA podcast, available where podcasts are available and on YouTube as well. want to also remind you of the title sponsor, For today's episode, when it comes to Truebill, are you tired of trying to sign up for um, uh, free uh, trials of uh, different things that you want to test out? But then all of a sudden, unexpectedly, you get to start getting charged for those free trials, even though you thought you canceled them. Truebill is a great way for you to be able to make sure that's done. Check out Truebill.com today. So let's get right into it. The Memphis Grizzlies had another huge bounce back win, but it's exciting. As those are, as exciting as it is to have big victories like the Grizzlies had against the Utah Jazz last night, not taking anything away from the positivity and the enjoyment that those wins create, the Memphis Grizzlies are simply sick and tired of hearing the word bounce back. That's what led to an hour and a half meeting between the team and the coaches after they basically just got their asses kicked on Saturday night against the Minnesota Timberwolves. One of the worst losses In recent history of the franchise, Taylor Jenkins called it the worst performance. He said that it was the least competitive he felt his team has been since he took over as head coach. And the players backed it up. It was an absolutely, you know, for lack of a better word, it can't happen. The Grizzlies just absolutely, there was no excuse for how they played on Saturday night. But this team also shines. If there's one word. That describes this team this year. Besides being inconsistent, it's being resilient. After they have suffered many of their big-time losses so far this season, they have stepped up and delivered against teams that are at their level of talent or better and gotten big wins, and that's exactly what they did last night. For much of the game, you could tell early, the Grizzlies certainly were playing with the competitive edge. Their defense was certainly playing better. They were playing good offensive basketball, though some of their shots were not falling. Overall, they were staying with the Jazz, but of course the thing that really continued to you know, be a thorn in the side of the Grizzlies was the fact that the Jazz continued to be able to hit threes. They hit big threes. It looked like one of the playoff games from back in May and early June when the Grizzlies would make a run to get right back up next to the Jazz, get, stay right with them, but then the Jazz would hit one or two threes to stay a comfortable distance ahead. Well, last night, That seemed like it was going to be the case for much of the game, including Bojan Bogdanovic really stepping up 12 big fourth quarter points, hitting three after three. When he hit that three in the corner, despite great defense from Brandon Clark, it just felt like it was going to be another one of those nights where it was a great effort from the Grizzlies, but they just could not get enough stops. But they eventually did get the stops that they needed. They made some big buckets. And then, of course, at the end of regulation, the two cornerstones of this franchise, the clear cornerstones of this franchise, John ja Morant made a drive to the basket. But instead of being the takeover scorer, he shifted to being the dominant playmaker and made a great pass out to Jaron Jackson Jr., who hit the shot to win the game. And, of course, Desmond Bain also made a big stop at the end, and those were the big three last night for the Grizzlies with Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony Melton out. It was Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr., John Moran combining for 82 points. And if I'm correct, I want to say 11 threes on the night for the Grizzlies. I believe that they made 11 of the Grizzlies' 12 threes. Listen, it wasn't the most spectacular shooting night. The Grizzlies didn't have their most efficient night offensively, but they did enough to be able to win the game. The big difference. In this game for the Grizzlies, though the Jazz found success playing their style for a while, making 17 of 43 threes, the Grizzlies were able to overcome that, though, by being aggressive on both ends. 27 free throws for the Grizzlies last night, in which they made 22 of 27 free throws, were a big area for needed advantage for them to overcome the deficit from threes. But the other thing that really stood out. The Grizzlies forced 14 Jazz turnovers while only committing seven themselves and converted those 14 turnovers to 24 points. A highly efficient night, leading, allowing for Jazz mistakes to lead to points for the Grizzlies, and that's what made the difference. So though the Grizzlies certainly did still struggle defending the three and at times finding offensive balance, they did a very good job of when they needed to dictating the game. They made the game go their way, much as they did earlier this year against Golden State in Minnesota. They were able to get the stops that they needed, convert them into opportunities, and were able to come away with a big victory. But another thing that really stands out, listen, if there's a defining trend so far for this season, It clearly is going to be how up and down, inconsistent, how much of a roller coaster ride this season has been so far for the Grizzlies. But I do think, and also the fact that they certainly have looked like completely different teams in wins and losses. In wins, they look like a team that can compete against anybody. In losses, they look like a complete lottery team. Those losses, the big losses, really stand out, in my opinion, more than the wins do for many. But I do think that, to be fair, you have to look at the wins just as much as you have to do for the losses. Because for as many bad losses as the Grizzlies have had, they certainly have made the most of their wins as well. Last night, the Grizzlies beat the Jazz. So they've now beaten the Jazz, the Warriors, the Nuggets twice, as well as the Clippers twice. And they've also, but they also lost um to the Phoenix Suns. Overall, the Grizzlies are now six and one against teams that have the same or better record than them. In the Western Conference, they are making the most. When we talk about it's been the best of times and the worst of times, this Grizzlies team has done a great job of making sure the best of its efforts come when it needs to happen the most when they're playing against teams that on paper are likely better than them. And because of that, the Grizzlies right now, despite all their inconsistencies, remain in a very good spot. Though it's just the opening fifth of the season, you don't really look at playoff seeding now. This type of record, being six and one against teams that are at their level or better than them in the Western Conference, Justin uh, Justin Lewis did a great job pointing this out. Earlier this season, those victories are going to matter when it comes to playoff seeding. And it really is going to allow for the Grizzlies to have a basis to build off of for after they've navigated these tough waters. Once the Grizzlies have start being more consistent, these wins have helped the Grizzlies at least keep their head above water in the general Scheme of things, and it really could show up to play a big part in them getting favorable playoff seeding later on down the line. But more than anything, also, it's the fact that this Grizzlies team knows when it needs to, it can play to its potential. Now it's simply consistently doing that, and it starts with great effort, which the Grizzlies had last night, but also the team's best talent playing like they need to when it matters most. And that's one thing that stands out. We talk about the team's inconsistencies, showing up at times, disappearing at times. You could certainly say that has been a defining theme of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s season so far. But just like the team, and a big reason why this Grizzlies team continues to show up in the most critical moments is because Jaron Jackson Jr. does the same himself. We'll discuss that. In just a moment, but as I mentioned, when it comes to you and and you wanting to make the most uh, of you know life in general, you want to have options that can make life better, and one of those options are, is certainly Shopify. Shopify is the opportunity for you to get a great sale, the all-in-one commerce platform to start, run, and grow your own business. Shopify is a great way for you to be able, if you're wanting to convert from being a professional you know, in a W-2 setting or what have you, it's a great way for you to become a self-employed individual because it lays out the options for you to easily make your business available for others to enjoy. In case you don't know, Shopify is a complete commerce platform that lets you start, grow, and manage a business. The subscription-based software allows anyone to set up an online store and sell their products. Shopify store owners can also sell in physical locations using Shopify P.O. Our point of sale system and occupying hardware. So if you want to make an online store or some type of business like that your career, or if you want to do it on the side, Shopify is a very easy and streamlined way for you to do exactly that. It gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big businesses. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell anywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales and effortlessly, effortlessly stay Inform. Go to Shopify.com slash all lowercase, for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to Shopify.com slash right now. Shopify.com slash LockedOnMBA. When it comes to the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, we can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day, but certainly want to encourage you to also check out the latest when it comes to the Locked On Podcast Network's college football shows. Tonight, the latest in the college football playoff rankings will be released. Who moves up? Who moves down? Who's in the playoff? Who's not? If your favorite team is in the running, make sure you check out the Locked On Podcast Network show that covers your favorite team as your second listen of the day after Locked On Grizzlies. So as I mentioned, a big victory for the Grizzlies last night. And it was the the heroics of Jaron Jackson Jr. that certainly stepped up and made the difference for the Grizzlies. Four blocks, two two threes, 26 points overall, making big shots. It was the best balance of Jaron Jackson finding areas of the court for him to be able to make the most of his opportunities while also being aggressive and getting to the rim. That blend of offensive capability really made a difference last night and allowed for him to be a difference-making factor for this Grizzlies team. But that is certainly something that, to me, has consistently stood out against the Grizzlies' best competition. Jaron Jackson Jr. now this year has scored 18 points In six of his 17 games, four of those six games in which he scored 18 or more points, they have occurred against, excuse me, he scored 18 or more points seven times this year. But four of those games this year have been against very good Western Conference teams, twice against the LA Clippers, once in a big victory over Denver, and then, of course, last night against Utah. Over at basketballreference.com, they have a game score metric in which they try to put an overall grade on a certain player's you know, performance during the game. Jaron Jackson Jr.'s best game this year have come against the Grizzlies' best opponent. His best game of the year last night w- was last night against Utah. His third best game of the year, according to the game score metric, was against the Clippers. His fourth best game was against Denver. But even though Jaron's offensive game has certainly been less consistent than his defensive game, Jaron has still made a big difference in victories, even if his offensive game was not there. He was able to be, along with the Anthony Melton, the difference makers that allowed for the Grizzlies to have a come from behind unexpected victory against the best team in the NBA in the Golden State Warriors earlier this year. So the consistency of Jaron Jackson Jr.'s defense is certainly something that is shining through. But it's also the fact that he is stepping up in the biggest games, being that true two-way threat that many of us had hoped he can consistently be. Yes, right now he's not being that every game. You certainly would love to see him be that against teams that are less talented. Than the Grizzlies. But just like the Grizzlies themselves, the inconsistencies can be infuriating at times. But when Jaron Jackson Jr. does deliver on his potential, when he turns his potential into production, it is happening when the Grizzlies need it the most against these better teams. Just think about it against names like Nikola Jokic, uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Rudy Gobert. Jaron Jackson Jr. has more then held his own against those players. And a big reason why, and and because of that, it's been a big reason why the Grizzlies have held their own against those players in getting key victories despite their up and down season so far. But for both Ja Morant and Jaron Jackson Jr., I feel that this past calendar year, one of the reasons why they've been able this year to be able to make the most of delivering on their potential, playing their best when it's required to beat the NBA's best, is the fact that they have played together now in these series against Utah on a consistent basis. The big thing that has occurred over the past calendar year for the Grizzlies is that they have now faced Utah nine times since the start of last season. Over the past 11 months, this Grizzlies team has played the Utah Jazz nine times. And a big, big thing about those games is that they've occurred in clusters up to this point. The Grizzlies played the Jazz three times in five nights, Back in March, they lost all three of those games. But what occurred right after that experience? The Grizzlies put together perhaps the best offensive month they've ever had in franchise history. And it was a it was a it was a blueprint, it was a boost point for this Grizzlies team to know they can play offense at an effective level. And it really was a big boost to them to get the surge that they needed to not only get into the play in get past the Warriors and get into another cluster of games with this jazz team, which of course was the biggest stage this young roster has been on that five game series against Utah. Now, without a doubt, once Donovan Mitchell came back in Game 2 of that series, the series was basically over. The Jazz were clearly the better team, but the Grizzlies, especially John Moran and Dylan Brooks, they were competitive. They were more competitive than many thought they would be in that series. And again, it was because they were consistently playing against one of the NBA's best teams. And so I truly do feel that this is a sign of progression. This is a sign of maturity. This is a sign of evolution. The fact that the Grizzlies have played against the Utah Jazz, who are clearly the NBA's best regular season team since the start of the 2020-2021 season, the Grizzlies have now played them nine times. In those nine games, John Morant has scored 30 or more points four times in those nine games. He's averaging 29.2 points, seven assists and 3.75 rebounds on 46% shooting over those nine games. He's been absolutely outstanding considering the talent that he's playing. But for Jaron Jackson though it was last year in which he wasn't truly himself, though he returned from injury, it was his ability to get that experience of knowing what needs to be done to be relevant or be a difference maker when the Grizzlies are playing against better teams. That experience that he gained in the playoff series where he got better with each game, that to me is a big reason why he's been, he's been able to show his best play this year against the best teams that the Grizzlies have played. So that's a reminder of, yes, this team is very young. Yes, there are concerns about the defense and overall the development of some players on this roster. But they are turning experience into, effect- into effectiveness. These series of games in which they played against Utah, they used the cluster of games last year to really be a launching point for the Grizzlies offense to become better from three, to become more balanced, and that's what helped them make the playoffs. And then once they made the playoffs, that experience really shined through to now the Grizzlies know that not only are they capable of playing against the NBA's best, but they also can do it on a consistent basis. So Jaron stepping up when it matters most, Jaw consistently being there when it matters most, that is a big reason why the Grizzlies are playing their best when it matters most. And to me, though, again, the inconsistencies and the bad losses probably right now stand out more than the Grizzlies wins. To me, the Grizzlies experience over the past calendar year playing the NBA's best, especially the Utah Jazz, is what's allowing for this team, Jaw, Jaron, and the rest of the roster to play at their best when they're playing the NBA's best. And that is a growing trend that deserves as much attention, in my opinion, as the losses do. But another thing that really is interesting for the Grizzlies is how much success are they having from three? A quest for a thousand threes is what I talked about in the offseason. Where do the Grizzlies stand when that occurs? And why, again, the production of Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. are not only so critical to the Grizzlies' ability to shoot threes, but also their ability to win games. We'll talk about that in just a moment. But before I do that, listen, have you been Are you someone who enjoys subscribing to different places or to different magazines, You know, online offers, what have you. You like to subscribe to them to experience what they're about, but you're so tired of when you subscribe to these places, you then, without your consent, you didn't start getting charged even though you thought your free trial was over or you canceled it. It's a business scam out to get you. Don't let greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill today to take control of your subscription. Truebill is the new app that helps you identify and stop paying for subscriptions you don't need, want, or simply forget about. On average, people people save up to $720 per year when it comes to Truebill. Truebill has over 2 million users and has helped save them over $100 million. Don't fall for subscription scams anymore. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash NBA. Go right now, Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. Of course, we know that John Morant is the engine that makes the Grizzlies go. Well, just like him, he needs to be in the best position to make the Grizzlies perform at their best. Well, the same goes for your car when it comes to your engine, but other parts may be needed as well. And upgrades may eventually need to be had as well, especially in winter months for your car to perform at its best. If that's the case, you need to check out rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is amazing. For one, Whatever you need, it's likely going to be there, regardless of the make and model, regardless of the parts, you'll likely find them at rockauto.com, and they'll be cost-effective. Family-owned business, they've been in business for over 20 years, they know that car parts a lot of times can fall out of budget, so they try their best to make sure that that the parts are cost-effective as possible. When you visit rockauto.com, let them know the Locked On Podcast Network sends you. rockauto.com, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the car parts you'll ever need, visit rockauto.com today. Again, can't thank you enough for making Locked On Grizzlies your first listen of the day. But make sure you check out the Locked On NBA, Locked On Fantasy NBA podcast as well. The number one source in fantasy basketball, Josh Lloyd, provides you with the latest each and every day when it comes to the names that can help you win your league via trades, via waiver wire, whatever it may be. Check out the Locked On NBA Fantasy Podcast for your second listen. Of the day, so of course, as I had talked about it, and others have talked about it as well, the Grizzlies coming into this season have put a big emphasis on shooting the three. And starting off, the Grizzlies had a very good start when it came to shooting the three, due to the hot starts from John Morant, De'Anthony Melton, Dylan, or or, um, Desmond Bain, and others. But the Grizzlies have kind of slacked off a bit, and right now they currently are league average. Yes, they're not in the bottom third of the league. They certainly are not that they've been in the bottom third of the league this month, but overall, Right now, the Grizzlies are 17th in terms of three point overall three pointers made in the league, but they're also 18th in three pointers made in terms of accuracy. They rank 18th right now, making just over 33% of their threes. Of course, the Grizzlies would love to get that total of the, up to 35 or 36%. And, and when it comes to a quest for 1,000 threes, we're at 17 games in. The Grizzlies have made 206 threes. Total. So they're right on pace to make a thousand threes this year. But last night was once again a reminder that if the Grizzlies want to make the most of offensive balance, if they want to make the most of making sure that they have the three ball complement what they can do on the run and in the paint, they have to feature Jaron Jackson Jr. and Desmond Bain as much as possible. There have been eight times. This year, in which the Grizzlies have had Desmond, in which Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. have combined to make five or more threes. In those eight games, the Grizzlies are six and two. And yes, Jaron Jackson Jr. certainly has been inconsistent with his shot overall, especially inside the two-point line. But getting him the volume of threes is a critical, critical point of emphasis for the Grizzlies because he's made a lot of huge threes late in games. For Desmond Bain, it's been getting off to hot starts. For Jaron Jackson Jr., it's been finishing the game on strong notes. And the way that Jaron Jackson does that is getting his volume of threes, getting in a rhythm, and it's made a huge difference. It made a huge difference against Denver. It made a huge difference against the Clippers. It made a huge difference last night. So even though Jaron may not start off the best, He certainly ends on a good note once he finds his rhythm throughout the game, and the Grizzlies overall have done a very good job of making sure he gets those opportunities. But Desmond Bain obviously has been, you know, certainly a point of attention with the fact that he started off so well from three, he struggled mightily, especially after getting that elbow from Larry Nance Jr. against the Portland Trailblazers, but over the past two games. He now has four, he has two straight games of making four threes in each game. He has scored a total of 49 points, 21 points against the Minnesota Timberwolves, but also a career high 28 last night. And with Dylan Brooks and DeAnthony melting out, there could not have been a better time for Desmond Bain to arrive back at being a relevant offensive contributor. But that's the big key to me that stands out. Again, I don't think anybody is expecting for this Grizzlies team to start winning games because they all of a sudden are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the league. Can they shoot well on any given night? Sure. Have they done it consistently? No. But the big key is sticking with the sources that you know for a variety of reasons. Again, when the when Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr., and whatever combination of threes between them that they make, when they make five or more threes combined this year, The Grizzlies are six and two. But it also goes back to what I just stated. It goes back to how they're able to hit those threes. For Desmond Bain, it's success early. For Jaron Jackson Jr., it's success late. So, in the most critical times of the game, starting off the games as well as finishing the games, the Grizzlies are having a consistent source of three point shooting. And that's going to be critical for them as they continue throughout this season. If this team wants offensive balance, if this team wants the three, to effectively complement what they do so well on the run and in the paint, they're going to have to rely on their two best sources of shooting the three to be successful, especially if they're going to be able to have one do it to start the game as well as in the game. And over the past few times against the Clippers and against the Jazz, when the Grizzlies beat teams that they likely were not supposed to beat, it's been because they were able to rely on the three-point shooting of Desmond Bain or someone early, but also the performance from three of Jaron Jackson Jr. late, It makes all the difference in the world, as can be witnessed from last night's game against the Utah Jazz. So though the Grizzlies are certainly not shooting right now where they were to start the season or where they likely would like to be overall. Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. have shown this year that when, that when they are featured to the level that they need to be featured, it correlates very well. Their production from three correlates very favorably with the Grizzlies' ability to win. For that reason, getting them those 15 to 23s combined a game to me is critical because, again, if you could have one or both of them start off the game shooting the three well, and you could have one of the, or both of them finish the game shooting the three well, it's going to allow for the Grizzlies to know they have a part of their offense that's going to be critical to winning at the most critical times of the game, which is not only a big boost of confidence, but also a balance that really matters against the NBA's best teams. So it was an outstanding victory last night. The Grizzlies know consistently what they have in John Morant. It's absolutely wonderful to see Desmond Bain and Jaron Jackson Jr. both getting their confidence back, finding their shots, and overall playing effective two way basketball to deliver big victories, even without Dylan Brooks and, and DeAnthony Melton in the lineups as of right now. Tomorrow on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast, a really, really exciting episode. One of my favorite NBA content creators from around the league is Fandiar Bahar. Bah Rahini is going to be with us. You know him as is S on, just S Baharini on Twitter. You've seen me and him exchange many a joke many a times over the past uh, several, over the past several months. An absolutely outstanding basketball mind. He will be with me talking about the Grizzlies, talking about the NBA's youth in general, as well as previewing the Grizzlies matchup. With the Toronto Raptors, you can find me at statssac on Twitter. Find the show at Locked On Grizz. You can find the podcast wherever it's available, free on all platforms, and you can find it here on YouTube. Hit that subscribe button below; it makes the experience of the show the best it can be for everybody involved. Hope you have a wonderful day, and we'll talk to you again soon here on the Locked On Grizzlies podcast.